Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is May 29th, and we will be reading paragraphs 1161 through 1168. We will conclude the section on uh, liturgical uh, images, and then start a section on when is the liturgy celebrated today. So we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All the signs in, lit- in the liturgical celebrations are related to Christ, as are sacred images of the Holy Mother of God, and of the saints as well. They truly signify Christ, who is glorified in them. They make manifest the cloud of witnesses, who continue to participate in the salvation of the world, and to whom we are united, above all, in sacramental celebrations. Through their icons, it is man and the image of God finally transfigured into his likeness who is revealed to our faith so too are the angels who are also recapitulated in Christ following the divinely inspired teaching of our holy fathers and the tradition of the Catholic Church for we know that this tradition comes from the Holy Spirit who dwells in her we rightly define with full certainty and correctness, that like the figure of the precious and life-giving cross, venerable and holy images of our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ, our inviolate Lady, the Holy Mother of God, and the venerated angels, all the saints and the just, whether painted or made of mosaic or another suitable material, are to be exhibited in the holy churches of God, on sacred vessels and vestments, walls and panels, in houses and on streets. The beauty of the images moves me to contemplation, as a meadow delights the eyes and subtly infuses the soul with the glory of God. Similarly, the contemplation of sacred icons, united with meditation on the word of God and the singing of liturgical hymns, enters into the harmony of the signs of celebration, so that the mystery celebrated is imprinted in the heart's memory, and is then expressed in the new life of the faithful. Roman numeral three, when is the liturgy celebrated? Liturgical seasons. Holy Mother Church believes that she should celebrate the saving work of her divine spouse in a sacred commemoration on certain days throughout the course of the year. Once each week, on the day which she has called the Lord's Day, she keeps the memory of the Lord's resurrection. She also celebrates it once every year, together with his blessed passion at Easter, that most solemn of all feasts. In the course of the year, moreover, she unfolds the whole mystery of Christ. Thus recalling the mysteries of the redemption, she opens up to the faithful the riches of her Lord's powers and merits so that these are in some way made present in every age. The faithful lay hold of them, and are filled with saving grace. From the time of the Mosaic Law, the people of God have observed fixed feasts, beginning with Passover, to commemorate the astonishing actions of the Savior God, to give Him thanks for them, to perpetuate their remembrance, and to teach new generations to conform their conduct to them. In the age of the church, 
between the Passover of Christ already accomplished once for all and its consummation in the kingdom of God. The liturgy celebrated on fixed days bears the imprint of the newness of the mystery of Christ. When the church celebrates the mystery of Christ, there is a word that marks her prayer. Today, a word echoing the prayer her Lord taught her and the call of the Holy Spirit. This today of the living God, which man is called to enter, is the hour of Jesus' Passover, which reaches across and underlies all history. Life extends over all beings and fills them with unlimited light. The Orient of Orients pervades the universe, and he who was before the day star and before the heavenly bodies, immortal and vast, the great Christ, shines over all beings more brightly than the sun. Therefore a day of long eternal light is ushered in for us who believe in him, a day which is never blotted out, the mystical Passover. The Lord's Day By a tradition handed down from the apostles, which took its origin from the very day of Christ's resurrection, the Church celebrates the Paschal Mystery every seventh day, which day is appropriately called the Lord's Day or Sunday. The day of Christ's resurrection is both the first day of the week, the memorial of the first day of creation, and the eighth day on which Christ, after his rest on the great Sabbath, inaugurates the day that the Lord has made, the day that knows no evening. The Lord's Supper is, is its center, for there the whole community of the faithful encounters the risen Lord, who invites them to his banquet. The Lord's Day, the day of resurrection, the day of Christians, is our day. It is called the Lord's Day because on it the Lord rose victorious to the Father. If pagans call it the day of the sun, we willingly agree. For today the light of the world is raised. Today is revealed the sun of justice with healing in, it, in his rays. Sunday is the preeminent day for the liturgical assembly, when the faithful gather to listen to the word of God and take part in the Eucharist thus calling to mind the passion, resurrection, and glory of the Lord Jesus, and giving thanks to God, who has begotten them again by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, unto a living hope. When we ponder, O Christ, the marvels accomplished on this day, the Sunday of your holy resurrection, we say, Blessed is Sunday, for on it began creation, the world's salvation, the renewal of the human race. On Sunday heaven and earth rejoiced and the whole universe was filled with light. Blessed is Sunday, for on it were opened the gates of paradise, so that Adam and all the exiles might enter it without fear. The liturgical year, beginning with Easter Triduum as its source of light, the new age of the resurrection fills the whole liturgical year with its brilliance. Gradually, on either side of the source, the year is transfigured by the liturgy. It really is a year of the Lord's favor. The economy of salvation is at work within the framework of time, but since its fulfillment in the Passover of Jesus and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, 
The culmination of history is anticipated as a foretaste, and the kingdom of God enters into our time. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.